Today's reading is taken from John 19, verses 31 to 37. Now it was the day of preparation, and the next day was to be a special Sabbath. Because the Jews did not want the bodies left on the crosses during the Sabbath, they asked Pilate to have the legs broken and the bodies taken down. The soldiers therefore came and broke the legs of the first man, who had been crucified with Jesus, and then those of the other. But when they came to Jesus and found out he was already dead, they did not break his legs. Instead, one of the soldiers pierced Jesus' side with a spear, bringing a sudden flow of blood and water. The man who saw it has given his testimony, and his testimony is true. He knows that he tells the truth, and he testifies so that you may believe. These things happened so that scripture would be fulfilled. Not one of his bones will be broken. And as another scripture says, they will look on the one they have pierced. This is the word of the Lord. When NASA's Perseverance landed on Mars, engineers at Mission Control in California were cheering and shouting. It had been a seven-month journey and a terrifying seven minutes of deceleration where it had to go from 12,500 miles per hour, which is London to New York, in 15 minutes, right down to nothing to land safely in the crater. Wow, no wonder they were celebrating. Well, I doubt there was any sense of celebration at all when the spear went into Jesus' side. Yet, in that moment, phase one of Operation Love had been completed. It had been a massive success. Mission accomplished, as Rob Lacey says in The Word on the Street. Jesus' death is a vital part of Operation Love. He had to die. Then, that allowed him to rise from the dead and offer us eternal life. No death, and the mission would have failed. The wound in Jesus' side is cast iron evidence that Jesus really did die. And it's the proof that we need before we can move on to the resurrection and all that new life that that brings. Strange, isn't it, that death had to happen to allow life. So, time to head to the law courts. All rise, please, all rise. So my dear members of the jury, today's case is totally dependent on Jesus actually dying on the cross. If it's true, then the way to the Father is open to us, a gospel of love, a living Jesus to walk alongside us and eternal life. If it's false, if Jesus actually didn't die and was just, let's say, resuscitated, then let's all go home because nobody wants to believe a sham. May I call my first witness, please? Ah, Lee Strobel. Well, he sends his apologies that he can't be here in person, but he has written a book and a film, and he's a journalist and investigates everything properly. When he asked the question, is there any way that Jesus could have survived, then 
absolutely not is the answer he's given. And also it was the Romans' job to make sure that these prisoners died. Otherwise they would have been killed if they themselves had got it wrong. But Lee, what is the motive? Why would anyone willingly die? Love, he found. Love, he said, was the motive he found. He says Jesus knew what was coming and was willing to go through with it because this was the only way he could redeem us, by serving as our substitute and paying the death penalty that we deserve because of our rebellion against God. That was his whole mission in coming to earth. Mission accomplished. Part one of Operation Love completed with huge obedience, great sacrifice and driven by pure love. Thank you, Lee. So next into our witness stand, I would like to invite John, who wrote this gospel, who at first, all he can say is again and again that he's telling the truth. Verse 35, the man who saw it has given testimony and his testimony is true. He knows he tells the truth and he testifies so that you also may believe. Well, that man may or may not have been John, but whoever it was, he urges us to trust the evidence of the blood and water with the spear. John considers it's part of his job, really, to give evidence about Jesus right the way through his gospel so that others will believe. In his book alone, he uses the word witness or testimony nearly 50 times and the word believe nearly 100 times. Believe so that we might believe. Now, it's Mothering Sunday. I've got four children. Now, you may or may not believe that, but I'm telling you that that is the truth. And um, Exhibit A will now appear. Hello, this is Gabriel. He is child number four. Now, I can tell you that I have three other children, but do you believe that? If you've seen them, you might believe it, but if you've never seen them, how do you know? John is bringing his fist down emphatically, saying, believe me, this is true. Thank you, Gabriel. So may I call my third witness, which is scripture. Okay, yes, the whole weight of it. The word of mouth of those who were with Jesus, what was written down over the subsequent generations, and what we piece together today. Now, it all starts to make sense when we look back at what's written in the Bible. And amazingly, it talks about the wound in Jesus' side. And Psalm 22 gives us a detailed, prophetic look at what happens on the cross. His death takes place as everyone is preparing for the Sabbath. Now, it was a special Sabbath. It was the Passover. And these guys really did not want any dead bodies left on the crosses overnight. In fact, it was against their law. That's why they tried to break the legs. Now, the Roman soldier put the spear in his side to make absolutely sure he was dead. Scripture tells us Jesus was the ultimate sacrifice. He himself was the sacrifice instead of any lamb. 
The fact that no bone was broken in Jesus' body is a vital part of that because as you prepare a Passover lamb, you are not to break any bone. It's all there in Deuteronomy. So mission accomplished and Operation Love carries on as we see this golden thread of love weaving through scripture and through our lives today. Okay, if you were watching the crucifixion on the ground up on Skull Hill, none of these higher thoughts would have been going through your mind. Your world would have just collapsed. Jesus was dead. All hopes and dreams were gone. Sally Lloyd-Jones writes in the Jesus Storybook Bible, how could Jesus die? What had gone wrong? What did it mean? They didn't know anything anymore, except that they did know that their hearts were breaking. Those watching would have wondered why on earth they had gone through this. What had they seen? Maybe they'd made a terrible mistake. What a waste of their time. They'd been duped into following someone they thought would change the world. Yet, the mission had been accomplished. They just didn't know it yet. In heaven, it would have been a different story. The heavenly shout of success, Alleluia, part one of Operation Love is completed. God wrote, I love you. The storybook Bible starts. He wrote it in the sky and on the earth and under the sea. And the best thing about this story is it's true. All the stories are telling one big story, the story of how God loves his children and comes to rescue them. Operation Love is a rescue plan, you see, and the spear in Jesus' side and the wound that is left shows categorically this story is true. This wound gives us all the evidence we need to believe, as John so passionately urges us to do. That, at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow, in earth and under heaven and under the earth, and every tongue acknowledge that Jesus Christ is Lord. Lord, give me your love and your grace. That is enough for me. Amen.